Hello and welcome to the Bottom Bins podcast. Once again, I feel like I say this every week, but mm. thank you so much for the support on our recent episodes. Really, really means a lot. And again, you can join us now on the Parlay Sports app where we are now founding members. So head on over to the Apple App Store, download Parlay Sports. Keep saying it, future football conversation. Mm-hmm. Some good content coming out on it this week. Plenty of good content coming. We are going to be working with some big names within yeah. the industry. Looking forward to working with some of the big names Definitely. in the industry. Um, exciting opportunities ahead, really. So um, join us there. Join us there. Come mm-hmm. on. Come have a conversation with us. Come invite us to your conversations. We'll jump on. We're more than happy to jump on and have football conversations because it's I feel like it's where my life is revolving around <laughs> at the minute. It seems to be all yeah, I talk about. Yeah. Don't know about yeah. you boys, but yeah, loving it. Uh, football on the brain oh, at yeah, the minute. Yeah, yeah so look, gonna jump straight into the episode. We thought we would do two episodes this week because um when we recorded on Monday there were still a couple of games still left to play in the round of sixteen. So we thought, look, round of sixteen's over today. This is Wednesday we're recording. Mm-hmm. So it's no World Cup for a couple of days. I think it's Friday. Friday's Friday Friday we're back yeah, again. So, um so Which we just, is when this will be uploaded. Exactly. So we just thought we'd get in a quick preview of the quarterfinal games. Yeah. We'd talk about some of the round of 16 games. Some big shocks, obviously, mm-hmm. within the round of 16. So, look, I just want to start with one thing, though, before we start going into the games. I've seen this earlier, and I find this quite quite interesting. This is SofaScore's top 10 highest-rated average player rating throughout <coughs> the World Cup. I want, you get to, I want to get one to get your, your opinion on these, just. So, number one is Bruno Fernandes. Bruno is sitting at an average rating of 8.43 at the minute. Now, I worked out how SofaScore do their ratings. By the way, it's not fan-voted. They actually have, like, so there's, like, pass completion rate, mm-hmm. uh, dribbles, tackles, pressures, all this kind of thing. There's a number of stats that um, come into play with, with the SofaScore ratings. So, Bruno's average rating, he's number one in the list. He's sitting at an 8.43. Number two is Lionel Messi. He's coming in at a 7.95. Number three is Wojciech Szczesny. He's coming in at a 7.93. Number four, Antoine Griezmann. He's coming in at a 7.93. Number five, Kylian Mbappe. He's coming in at a 7.85. Six, Diogo Dallo. He's coming in at a 7.80. Number seven, Jean-Charles Castelletto. He's coming in at a 7.75. Number eight, Joshua Kimmich, he's coming in at a 7.73. Number nine, Mohamed Kudus, he's coming in at a 7.70. And finally then at number 10 is Cody Gakbo coming in at an average rating of 7.63 per game. A couple of surprise inclusions mm, within that list. Um, look, obviously, there's some of these boys in this list that aren't going to play for the rest of the tournament because yeah. they're, they're out. But I was shocked. You know, I thought that Mbappe... Probably would have been the top performer at mm. this year's World yeah. Cup, but mm-hmm. judging by his sofa score written here, he's he's the fifth best player at the World Cup. His French teammate Antoine Griezmann, who we touched Didn't on, and well, we touched on him in the podcast the other day. You know, I thought his role with with France was very very important. I think he's playing some of his best football that I've seen him play, but I still didn't expect him to come in ahead of Mbappe. Yeah, so. Um, like Joshua Kimmich there sitting at eighth, considering Germany were so poor, I didn't expect to see no, a German player so high up the rating. And then with Cody Gakbo then sitting at number 10, again, that's one of those ones I thought Gakbo would have probably been in the top three. Yeah. And no Rashford on the list, no England players on that list. Mm, yeah. So what's your takeaway from that? What, what are you thinking? Well, I don't know. I, just, I didn't expect uh, Griezmann to be on it. Um, obviously, he's played well. But as you say, I just didn't expect him to be on the on the top performing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bruno being on it is fully deserved. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's, been um, he's been phenomenal. Uh, even again last night, 
packed up on assists last night. Um, even he just shows he's vital. Even like you were saying about pressures and stuff, like he was the highest in Portugal yesterday. I think it was yeah. like 57 pressures. Even that the hard work he does for the team is yeah. underappreciated. Yeah, it yeah. really is. No, he's he's having a great tournament. And obviously before the tournament, whenever Cristiano Ronaldo was still a Man United player, everybody was thinking that he was going to be the man uh, to bring Portugal through, uh, especially from Man United. And it's, it's showed out to be Bruno and even Diogo Dalla. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was just shocked. I thought there was just some seriously surprise inclusions on that list. That you know, even that fella Castellato there. Now don't get me wrong, I didn't see a whole pile of Castellato, but to have as high a rating as that there. I mean, he performed well for Cameroon, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, fair play well. to him, like yeah. you know. Um, well, look, talking about Bruno, it can lead us on to yesterday's game. Mm. Really, well, I think we can start with Portugal. Um, Obviously, we were we were recording on Monday, so the games that we didn't really get to talk about were the Portugal game and the Spain and Morocco game. Yeah. Now, were you shocked at all by how easy Portugal made it look against Switzerland? Or, sorry, let me rephrase that. Were you shocked at how poorly Switzerland played? Um, yes, I thought Switzerland would be a bit more up for it. I did sort of mention last week how, because they were so up for the game beforehand, it might have took them down a wee bit, but... I expected Portugal to win, but I didn't expect it to be as handy as it was for them, really. They're, they're unbelievable, Portugal, yes. They just yep. completely tore them apart everywhere. And it's the first time in a long time you've seen a Portugal team in a major tournament just turn somebody over at a decent level of opposition, like Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Like Switzerland, they may not be the big, have the biggest names there, but they are quite a well-established European side mm-hmm. in these competitions. They're always there and thereabouts. They knocked France out of the last Euros, yep. and they're three they're three one down in that game. And come back to draw it and fancy one of them penalties. Yep. So it wasn't that wasn't like a uh, backs the wall won the performance win. So the see Portugal just turn them apart, and with a relatively inexperienced squad, the, the, there was a lot of big calls. Me and yesterday. Well, that's look. That's what I wanted to come to with you, Owen. Obviously, one in particular. <laughs> one in particular exactly. Look, you on the podcast the other day, you were adamant, obviously, that for Portugal to succeed, they needed Ronaldo. Has your opinion wavered anyway since then? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, Fernandes has mugged me off <laughs> completely. <laughs> he, he must be listening. And goes, not, not. I'm going to make him look like Shout a mug. Shout out to Fernandes. <laughs> Go are enjoying the pod. <laughs> uh, look at Ramos. Didn't know much about him. Uh, obviously, plays for Benfica, and Benfica just make unbelievable talent all the time. Yeah, and. Uh, like to score a hat trick in your first international start at a World Cup, like you, you can't dream of anything better than that. No, you can't. And it, well, not just the goals he scored, but really, like his first goal was fantastic finish. Yeah, pure power, like nothing the on summer could do. Uh, the hat trick goal, like it's so difficult to chip a keeper any, but never mind chip a keeper when the balls run away from you. Exactly, you're full on, full on the stretch, and just to get enough, just to think it over him, it was. He was unbelievable yesterday. I think he actually could have scored two more, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. Do you know what? Like, it, It's not going to come as a surprise to Portuguese fans how good Goncalo Ramos was, though. Yeah. It's just because we're not used to seeing him. Yeah. Like, He scored a hat-trick for Benfica in the Champions League this season already as well. Mm-hmm. He's been linked with all the top clubs. He was very, very close to joining PSG last summer. Yeah, that's right. And they went with that fella, Hugo Ekatike or something. Ekatike, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's been linked to these clubs. It's just we don't see enough of the Portuguese league to appreciate these types of players. Mm-hmm. It was the same when Jay Felix came onto the scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, he's, he's definitely made a name for himself. Even his second goal was very good. Like to see the way he got across the defender. Mm. Yeah. In that front post. His movement was fantastic. Yeah. 
his finish, his third goal was unbelievable. His first goal was, I don't know, where like it was just, it, I don't even think the camera was ready. I don't even think mm, they realised no. it was in. Mm-hmm. It was just, they got a fucking shot. Some of the football Portugal played in that game was unbelievable. It was after um, the first goal, it was one at the time. Remember me and you were watching the Warren and yeah. uh, Jerry Felix, I think, picked up the oh ball in his own half. He just started going mob with step oh, overs. Step overs, roulette and all. It took the ball about 20 yards. Start playing fantastic passes. Yeah. Ball went in. That was straight after the first goal, yeah, too. Ball went in the Ramos. He flicked it out. Yeah. I think the Bruno and eventually came to Tavio. It was a hard enough volley. Tavio, yes, that's uh, right. No, went straight at Summer. It was even just the build up play was just mesmerizing yeah. at times. Like, they, lovely to watch. The team even looked more confident. Yeah. Without Ronaldo there, it was like. We don't need to get the ball to Ronaldo. Everybody theme. can get express their themselves. Yeah, yeah. Can express themselves. It's a common theme in the last yeah. three years that teams are performing better without Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's mad to think, but it's true. But but Dorman, me and you were talking earlier about Portugal. Mm-hmm. You showed me a team. When was that from? Two thousand and ten. Aye, two thousand and ten, and they had Fabio Coentrão playing on the left wing and Danny, Danny playing on the right wing. Yeah. So to see their attack and threat now, because Portugal's always been regarded as a top level international team but they've never had a surplus of incredible attacking talent yeah, yeah. however last night and in, in this tournament in particular we have seen the attacking talent that Portugal possess they've Rafael on the bench I know. who scored another good goal last night yeah. Summer probably should have done better yeah. but he scored another good goal last night he's obviously got confidence oozing in him yeah. he's came off the bench and scored two goals already in this World Cup They've up young fella Goncalo Ramos. Hattrick speaks for himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that does. Um, they've got Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. The Jay Bruno Felix. Ronaldo. Jay Felix. Octavio Horta. Jada's not even there from the. Jada's not there from. Jada's not there from South. Nani's not there from Sydney. No, their attacking no, talent is ridiculous. Yeah, completely, really completely ridiculous. But. The thing that's impressed me most about Portugal is they were kind of like England in a sense that they were going into this tournament with a a lot of negativity surrounding the camp because performances hadn't been great in recent times. And, you know, a lot of the Portuguese media and, and a lot of the Portuguese fan base aren't particularly, they're not lovers of Fernando Santos. Mm-hmm. They don't really like his style of football because he is known as a, a backwards negative yeah, manager. Yeah. But I've seen a real shift in Portugal this tournament. I And I don't know whether it's because maybe the players have come together and decided, look, it's time for us to express ourselves. Yeah. We we have that talent within the squad now that we, we can just overpower our teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you look at Portugal's wealth of attack and talent, even from defensive positions. Mm-hmm. Diego Dallo, Joe Cancelo, Rafael Guerrero. Like these are all boys... Cancelo didn't even start yesterday. Yeah. Cancelo, Cancelo, exactly. Like, they didn't need Cancelo to start. They didn't mm. need Ronaldo to play either. They, they have such a lovely balance within mm. the team. Yeah. I, I, a player I really like, and I don't think he gets talked about enough. I actually think he'll go down as one of those underrated players of his generation. William Carvalho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played well. Yeah. Really, really like William Carvalho. I think it was the other day we were talking about it. I'm not sure how many it is exactly, but I think it was around 80 appearances yeah, he's made like for Portugal. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And it just... William Carvalho is one of them players who at club level doesn't seem to be about for that long but he's always been in the Portugal team yeah yeah, and he always performs see he was always one of those players he was always linked with the top clubs mm, but he yeah, never yeah. really he never got that big club move yeah. but he has had a very steady career yeah. his numbers his career wise numbers are in that what you would class as maybe not elite level defensive midfielder but definitely in that top 
sort of that top bracket, that top yeah. bracket of yeah. defensive midfielders. Look, he's getting on a bit in age now, but I have to say, I, I think his performance went a wee bit under um, underappreciated last night. Yeah, his ball retrieving ability. Um, like I, I, I really thought Joe Paulinho was going to come in and be the man, that linchpin, that number six for Portugal at this tournament. But to be honest, with with what I've watched of Portugal and what I've seen of William Carvalho, I don't think he needs to be taken out of the team. No, they've no. got depth there too. Like mm-hmm. me and Owen affectionately called Danilo Pereira tree trunks because <laughs> um, we watched him again United for PSG, and we just thought, look at that fella's legs; they are like tree trunks. <laughs> they are whammy. Um, so they've got Danilo Pereira, Joe Paulinho. And William Carvalho just for that number six position. Do you know what I mean? So it's some really good yes. rotational talent yeah. there. And like, then their centre mids have got well all the Wolves plays. Do you know what I mean? They've yeah. got Neves, they've got Neves, Neves Martinho. Yeah. Portugal's got they're depth. Stacked. They're looking stacked. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about Portugal is when they do come up against one. Like, don't get me wrong, I agree with you. One Switzerland are a well-established European inter- yeah. international side, but what worries me is when they come up against a France or mm, yeah. an England or the an defense. Argentina. I don't know how that defence yeah. is going to hold up. Pepe and Diaz. Yeah. I don't know. They've been performing. Pepe, Pepe was good last night. He, was, he good. was good. Look, and, don't don't get me wrong. Good player, and I, I I really do think he is a good player. But I'm just waiting for one of the big one of the elite boys to come up against them, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how well he does then. Um, yeah, and it'll be a good test. I was I was impressed with uh, Ruben Diaz last night as well because mm-hmm. he him and Mbodo, especially when it was in the first half and it was mm-hmm. still in the mixing pot, yeah. had a really good proper like old school battle of centre back. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't realize how big. Yeah. Mbolo was. Oh, Mbolo was massive. He's massive. He's massive. He's massive. <laughs> and they just they just went off each other. And uh, uh, Diaz had his own. Yeah. Because yeah. the defender's always in the harder position there against the big body forward. Mm. And Mbolo didn't score. He well, kept his man quiet. Look, Mbolo is a career that has been totally marred by injury. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take injury out of it. I think Mbolo could have been one of, the, like, maybe not one of the top European players, but I think he would be at a better level than what he is right now. Would you remember whenever he. When it left Basel, yeah, and went yeah. to Mönchengladbach, and they put in that big, that big uh, promotional video, yeah, and it had all the clubs that he had rejected, mm-hmm. and like there was United, there was Bayern, there was Madrid, there mm-hmm. was PSG, and all, and he went to Mönchengladbach to get more game time. So it is just unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think even from uh, the Swiss perspective. I'd say now they're going to move into a rebuild and a transition yeah. phase. Mm. Now I'd say that's the last of their. Like generation, Shakiri, yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah, and it, it was a real shame because I like Switzerland. <laughs> I really, yeah. I, li- I like them as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, solid team, hard to break down. Yeah, they yeah. were all over the last, last night. night. They just, yeah, I think last night was just too much for them. Mm-hmm. I think Portugal were just they couldn't deal with the Portugal's press. I don't think they were expecting it because they probably thought Ronaldo was probably going to play. Yeah. And they won't be pressing. Well, well, I'd say they probably. Well, you could see from their game plan, they expected Portugal to come out and maybe play on the back foot a bit mm-hmm. but Portugal did not play on the yeah. back foot a bit but I think that's um, is it Otavio you call it yes um, that, yeah. that fella yeah. um, don't really know a hell of a lot about him but after watching him last night he's a very different kind of midfielder mm. to Neves and a very different kind of midfielder to Bruno as well um, I really liked some of the creative flair he's good in the ball that yeah. come out of him yeah. I don't think he'll offer you a lot defensively but then mm. I think that was what Portugal were aiming to do yesterday just he's been linked to Liverpool for yeah. years and Blitz that fellow Otavio has yeah. it yeah. Who's, who's he Porto Porto oh, is it yeah. Yeah. he's a good footballer yeah well Portugal have scored in all four of their games I I think they're the only country they've done that okay. so far yeah. um, they scored three against Ghana twice against Uruguay once against South Korea when they're already through and basically top the group yeah. and then six last yeah. night mm-hmm. like they are banging in the goals yeah. they are yeah. they are 
Seriously. I don't think anybody gave them a proper chance, apart from Owen, of course. Gave them a proper chance of winning the World yeah. Cup. Um, I was just hoping. So was I, to be honest. Well, but I have them in the sweepstake, that's right. You I, do? <laughs> I, I was praying. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I do want to get your opinion on the Ronaldo situation. Obviously, we talk about him quite a lot in this podcast, and a lot of the news in the last few weeks has been surrounded around Cristiano Ronaldo, which it usually is, but... A lot more so in the last few weeks. Well, hopefully because he's not in the Premier League anymore, we won't have to talk well, as much about Ronaldo too. anymore. But uh, left out of the Portugal team last night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's the captain. There was talk about it being disciplinary issues and stuff, whatever. He was left out of the team. His replacement comes in and scores a hat-trick. Team wins 6-1. At the end of the game, Ronaldo doesn't celebrate with his teammates. He walks straight down the tunnel again. What's our opinions? Connor Dorman. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's, it's not surprising, really. Well, he did celebrate when they scored the goals. I think mm. the media were trying to say he didn't, but he did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just frustrated. Uh, kind of probably shocked because uh, as the manager was... Like, him and the manager have a great relationship. He probably was shocked he got dropped. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it was his attitude. Mm-hmm. He just... See, when you're a top player at that top level, I think it's just... I think you do need to have that kind of attitude. Like, I'm the best. I'm undroppable, but... His attitude was poor. Like he was complaining that the coach, why am I getting took off? Why am I getting took off? And the coach made a, a choice, and I think he made the right choice. As we were saying on Monday, I think we were saying it like Ronaldo had to be dropped because mm. he, I I thought I didn't expect this performance out of Portugal without him, but it was amazing. Like they're just the pressing, just the, they just look so confident on the ball. You know they weren't looking for Ronaldo. Even when Ronaldo comes came on, they were always just looking for him, looking for him, and he's standing offside and. I think uh, I seen even today he wasn't training with the the dollar oh, substitutes. He was uh, doing recovery with doing recovery thing. in the gym. You know, I think this could be the end for Ronaldo with Portugal. I think this is his last tournament, and I think I don't know where he's going to go. See Saudi Arabia. He says he's not going, but mm-hmm. who's going to take him now? That's the question. I still think he offers a lot, so I don't think he'd be short of clubs. But I do understand what you're saying. It's a bit like what we were talking about with England. Yeah, and uh, when we were talking about Rashford. It, it, would have been hard to drop Foden or Saka to bring in Rashford, but obviously Fernando Santos, Fernando Santos, sorry, made the decision to drop Ronaldo, um, and it paid off. Yeah, Richie. Yeah, it's um, again, you know, I said it on 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 our last episode. I I'm saddened because I feel like I'm watching the downfall of of Ronaldo. I'm, yeah, I'm watching yeah. my favorite player be sort of hung out to dry. He's like old Yeller. See, yeah. he's got to be taken out the back soon and shot and that's it mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like this is it no no but genuinely I no, do, no, I, agree. I, yes, I, said, yeah. I feel like we're watching the, this the, is the end, yeah. the end of this his career yeah. to be honest but did you think it was a hard choice for the coach because I don't I don't think I think it's because he's such a big player but I think it was an easy choice it's a ball, it, it's a ballsy choice in the sense that it's Cristiano Ronaldo yeah that was it yeah. but at the same time you know I think his decision has now been justified, yeah. and I, I can I be completely honest? I don't think Ronaldo starts another game in the World Cup. No, he doesn't have a chance. Well, I, I hope the Portuguese fans see it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they, even the crowd—they were—they were locking him on, cheering mm-hmm. him. Yes, he's so loved the, there. The play, but they play such delightful football without him. He slows the whole thing down, mm-hmm. and it's like Connor said there. He stands offside more times. He's in than the way. Mm-hmm. He's in the way. He is. He's in the he way. is. He doesn't really. It's, it's like I said on, on the episode the other day. Other than get you goals, he doesn't do a whole pile mm-hmm. else. It's and as if he doesn't realise he's lost that yard of pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's always started off. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, though, you see when he came on last night, me and Owen were... Yeah, you get excited, that's oh, the thing. We yeah. were standing there, especially when he had that free kick. Me and Owen were like, pushing each other. Ronaldo's going to score this. And no. Ronaldo has frustrated <laughs> the life out of me no. in the last few weeks. But I wanted nothing more than to see that net yeah. balls from a Ronaldo free kick. Yeah. 
Owen, what do you think about it? Um, I think if Portugal win the World Cup, we won't see Cristiano Ronaldo on the football field again. Yeah, no, I, I think, think, I think, I think even at club level. No, yeah, yeah. I think he'd go. Well, out. he said he would retire. I think, I think, I think yeah. he'd go out on the highest of highs. On, on, on the top. Um, yeah. and so, I hope, I hope he does. Yeah, for his sake, I hope he does. Yeah. Santos deserves immense credit. Yeah, because if that had went wrong last night, he would have been out murdered. of a job. The Portuguese media would have crucified yep. that. But do you not think yeah. he'd have been out of the job anyway if they'd lost? He'd been out of the job. Probably yes. Yeah. Probably. So I think he just went. This like is that anyway. a, he's made, he's given me an option to drop him. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, Basically, probably. I think that was it. Well, let's talk about Morocco and Spain. A huge result. Yeah. Connor Dorman's beloved Spain <laughs> out. Of, can't believe it of the World Cup <laughs> I'm just going to leave here for the World Cup champions <laughs> Spain <laughs> <laughs> they had already yeah. won it according My to Connor Dorman already won it last but, uh, yeah out of the World Cup nil-nil uh, game that went to penalties dreadful game penalties so far at this World Cup have been awful by the way oh, no yeah. one's just putting their foot through it credit to Bono though three saves yeah. uh, Owen a big U2 fan how did Bono do for you <laughs> Uh, he made sure it was a beautiful day for a racket football. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't like to be cocky, but I'm going to be cocky. Yeah. I did say Morocco were going to win. Yeah. No, you did. You did. And uh, deserved it. Once again, Spain had ball, played about with it, uh, suffocated the opposition, but did not hang on forward. Mm-hmm. And like Morocco bided their time. They made a couple few chances. Didn't take them, made a couple of good chances. There was one time uh, Buffal got the ball just inside the box and he managed to get it across and I can't remember who got the header on it, but he probably should have done better. It was about eight yards out, free header on the right-hand side of the goal. Probably yep. should have done yep. better. But as you said, it goes to penalties and players are nearly just too f- thinking too much about penalties. It's, you're 12 yards out, just put your foot through it and put mm-hmm. the ball in the net. Yeah. You've seen it in the Croatia-Japan game. Awful. You, you seen it last night. Like Spain scored no penalties, yeah. Yeah. and that's two tournaments in a row. Spain have went out in penalties. I seen this yesterday. The last knockout game Italy won in the World Cup was 2006 final. The last knockout game Germany won in the World Cup was 2014 final, and the last knockout game Spain won was 2010 final. That's crazy. That's see you. That's crazy. What do you think about it, Richie? Did you see it coming? I didn't. I'll be completely honest. I didn't. Yeah. I love. I love. I've loved watching Morocco at this tournament. To yeah. be honest, they are very saucy. They have some serious ballers. Yeah. In there. Well, can I tell you something? And you probably already know this. Morocco have played Croatia, Belgium, and Spain in this World Cup, and all together throughout the entire tournament, Morocco have conceded one goal. And it was in the entire was Canada Canada goal. who scored it. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? That's. I love that stat. Insane. It's a nice stat. But Spain made it easy for them last night. Yeah, Spain. When I when I remember growing up and and you watch those those great Spanish sides, you had Fernando Torres up front and David Villa. You know, two proper strikers. Spain lack that something serious. And yes, look, Connor, I agree. Morata scored three and four or whatever he mm-hmm. scored. Like he, he had a he good wasn't tournament. Even he didn't even start. Yeah, no, no. He, he, he definitely had a good tournament. And I don't think Morata's actually that bad. To be honest, I think he gets a, a worse rap than mm. what he deserves. But not um, for me, of course. 
<laughs> no, no, uh, you were no, I, about I love him. But... Look, don't no. get me wrong. <laughs> it didn't work out for him at Chelsea, but like everywhere else, he's been. He scored goals. Uh, he... Like I, I don't think Morata's a bad player, but they're just missing that world class forward. Mm, they're missing okay. that. I, I like. I believe. Do you see if you had um, the Spanish team from uh, twenty ten that won yeah. the World Cup, and you replaced every player bar the front two with this current Spain squad, they'd still win that World Cup. Yeah, that everything bar their strikers is elite. They're missing like a David Villa yeah. or a Torres. But they're missing. They are. They're missing that goal scorer. And they were iconic strikers. strikers. They were. Yeah. They were. Been, they've been looking for that striker for the guts of a decade now. Yeah. And they haven't found one. They mm-hmm. still haven't found what they're looking for up front. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> another you go on Bono. It's Bono Spain lost, but all these. <laughs> but as you said, they haven't created a top class striker. Like, who's like Iago Aspas? No. Uh, no. Jocelyn? No. Jordan Moreno? Jordan Moreno? No. Like they haven't. Costa. None of these players have done it. Up, uh, on mm, Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Diego Costa was poor for Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Was per. I just I find Spain sort of just played into Morocco's hands last night. But you know what? I'm glad to see an African side going to the quarterfinals yeah. Yeah. Of, the, of the World Cup. Only but, a fourth time in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I've noticed though? I feel like the the axis of football power is changing. You know, every single tournament from I can remember, it's always been European dominance. Yeah. But I feel like the pendulum's swinging. I think it's like South America, Africa. Africa. Yeah. Uh, even the, the like the likes of teams from Asia, they're now starting to really compete on the mm. on the world stage with, with some of the big boys. Like I meant what I said the other day. I see the likes of Germany and these boys; they're just a name now. Mm-hmm. They're not the same sides, and I, it's nice to see teams be able to come up and compete with these mm-hmm. with these so called powerhouses. So it's great to see, and and, and honestly, Morocco yeah. deserved it last night. Yeah, yeah. no, even I have to admit. They deserved it. It should have, like I actually should have seen it coming because you're sitting aside, who's probably the best defensive side in the tournament so far, yeah. and you sit with Spain, who cannot create chances. Like yeah. like seventy eight percent ball, and yeah. they didn't create a chance. Like there's one shot on target, and yeah. the best chance happened in like the hundred twentieth minute with hit the post. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't. Uh, it's just so poor. The, is, we've seen a lot. Sorry, Connor, go ahead. No, so I was just going to say that there was a story I seen last night on Twitter. We actually talked about it in the house last night, like, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's appropriate to talk about here because mm-hmm. I think this just. This envelops Morocco's mentality. Mm. Safian Amrabat was up with a physio three o'clock in the morning, the day of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was injured, but he said he couldn't let his country down. So he was getting steroid injections. Um, he was up with the physio all night getting rubs, making sure that he was in playing condition. Yeah. To me, that just says how much this means to and the people was, of he Morocco. He was brilliant yesterday. Yeah. He was a key player. Like. Uh, he was f- Ah, he was here, there, and everywhere, and and it's it's no surprise that he's been linked with top clubs. I think even in Syria this season, his numbers are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get a move in the summer. I have no doubt about it. Did you see what his agent said? No, his agent said uh, this World Cups gave everybody the chance to see the best holding midfielder in the world. Yeah. Well, look, I maybe wouldn't go that far yeah, to be honest. Obviously, he's his agent. He's going to say that. Yes, <laughs> yes, he, he's going to big him up. Look, don't get me wrong. I still think he's a fantastic player mm-hmm. and. He he's the right age where I think he could be, at one point in his career. But look, there's there's still levels. To oh this yeah, game, no, one hundred percent. I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know you're not. I know you're not. But I mean, when you look at boy, when you look at the likes of like Casemiro, yeah. like that's yeah. the, that's the level you need to hit to mm-hmm. be the best in the world. And he's not quite there yet. But no. to me, that said a lot about um, Morocco's mentality. And it would be absolutely fantastic if they could get to a World Cup semi final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd love to see it. So. As much as I want Portugal to win it because of the sweepstake, 
Imagine the dream scenario where Morocco, the team from Africa, go and win the World Cup. Yeah, be, yeah that'd be class. So, yeah. Something. let's go for the underdogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll all love that. Conor Dorman. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I changed the mind. I changed the mind last time. Morocco, Morocco, go on. Come on, Morocco. Well, if Morocco win, then they can be like, oh, they've oh, the been you know, Spain. Ah, yeah. I think Spain a wee bit um, kind of fooled everybody with the first game mm. against Costa Rica. The blue Costa Rica out of the water and the blitz them. But their last three games were very poor. Yeah. Um, like, they're good in the first half against Germany. Just yeah. disappeared in the second half. Yeah. They couldn't score for love nor money in the second half against Japan. Yeah. Like, I think Japan I touched the ball for about three times in that second half. Mm-hmm. But, like, that first half as well against Japan, they destroyed them, but they couldn't kill them off. They couldn't they get the couldn't second put, goal. They couldn't put the ball like, in the net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when Japan were in the lead, yeah. they couldn't switch it up I know, just, and make something happen. Look, and then, obviously, like, yesterday. I just realised why you boys don't want Spain to win as well. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 100%. No, well, I wouldn't even say that's my reason. It's because Gavi plays for them. <laughs> I've got nothing against Spain. I just so, better than them. Pack your bags, Gavi. You're going home. <laughs> um, no, but look, what I was going to say is Spain have the guts of a fantastic squad there. They just need to go and get themselves that world-class forward. Yeah. I think once yeah. they get that world-class forward that can finish chances, they will be absolutely fine. They'll be back again. Um, not this World Cup, though, so pack your bags. You're going home. <laughs> Did you see the Morocco fan on Twitter? But as the one who's saying that's not easy found, that world class regularly. Well look the they might never get Look, the only thing you would say about Spanish football is that they produce Supers. talents like nothing normal. So I have no real qualms that come the next there's, World there's Cup. There'll probably be somebody there yeah. that's playing striker for there, them. There's somebody in Spain who can put a ball in it out. Yes, there is. And more than likely, he'll be there for the next World Cup. Yeah. So whoever you are, imaginary mystical striker. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the pod. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably be playing for Madrid or Barcelona or yeah. somebody. So good luck to you, lad. <laughs> well, will we talk about the quarterfinals? Yeah. So we've obviously been talking about Morocco and Portugal most recently. Connor, what do you think about that game preview? Um... I would like the financial aid of winning the sweepstake. <laughs> of course. Of course. I could do with the money, yeah. to be honest. Um, because this podcast don't pay. <laughs> um, however, it wouldn't it just be like I said, wouldn't it just be great to see Morocco yeah. go go all the way? So look, I think if I'm being sensible about it, I don't think Morocco have enough to beat Portugal. And I think Portugal's just too strong for Morocco. Um, you know, it's the one thing, it's, it's the biggest difference between Portugal and Spain at the minute. Portugal have that attack and flair up front that can finish and create chances yeah. on a whim. Um, yeah, Portugal's just too strong for them, to be honest. We can't call Morocco weaker opposition, so I'm not going to. But does Ronaldo start? No. 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 I don't think, honestly, I don't think he starts in our game in the World Cup. Last night was proof enough. For the people of Portugal, the world's media, and Fernando Santos himself, that they can win this World Cup without Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo's not the be all and end all. If this was four years ago, different story. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2022, Cristiano Ronaldo's 37, soon to be 38. They're better off without him. I said yeah. this at the start of the tournament. I, to- I, I said this in the first mm-hmm. podcast, yeah, our yeah. first World Cup special. I thought Portugal would be stronger without Ronaldo. Yeah. I'm sticking to my guns, and I still think they're stronger without him than with him. Yeah. yeah. Connor Dorman? 
I'm going to shock you, lads, and I'm going to go for uh, Portugal. No, I'm going to go for Portugal because... <laughs> 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 no, no, as a joke, because you are all like, oh, you always go, you never go for underdogs. No, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for Portugal because they're, more better, they're a better team than Spain, creating chances, as Connor said. And, um... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought nobody was better than Spain. No, <laughs> no I... Uh... <laughs> Connor There's a soft sport in that one's hard for Spain. <laughs> yeah, I just love Spain lads. Uh, no, I'm going to go for Portugal because I think I do think Morocco are one of the best defensive teams in the tournament, but I think it's a step too far. And if they concede an early goal, uh, I think Portugal will kick on and yeah. get a result. So, yeah, you're going for Portugal. Portugal, Portugal yeah. Oh, um, I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah, so I. Because it's probably the best defensive side in the tournament so far against the best attacking side in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I just. I can't wait to see which ideal comes off and which ends up winning it. Um, but I'm going to have to stick my own guns. Um, I yeah, predict the Portugal to win it. Um, to win it, they have to win the quarterfinal. So yeah. I'm going to predict Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. No, I think Portugal will win it too. Um, I think I, I've been cruel to Morocco this World Cup. I'm not going to lie. Every single game they've played, I've been like, yeah, no, Morocco don't stand a chance against this team. But they're proving me wrong and I'm glad they are like I, I do love seeing the underdog win I've just never bet on them do you know what I mean um, so yeah I'm going to go with Portugal I just think Portugal have a bit more than Morocco don't get me wrong I would love for Morocco to prove me wrong again but yeah. I just think Portugal's a step too far especially the way that they're playing and the confidence that they have at the minute the goals are scoring yeah and the goals yeah. are scoring uh, the next one, uh, France versus England. These are both the Saturday games, by the way. So there's France versus England. Is it a step too far for England, Richie? No, I don't think it is, to be completely honest. Um, <clears throat> I know, obviously, over the past couple of weeks, um, we've all had our opinions on the England side, and a lot of it's warranted. But I think England's a better side than France, to be completely honest. I think you take um, Mbappe out of the France side, and, and Olivier Giroud and Giroud and Griezmann and Griezmann <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong France are extremely talented and they have just been typical France even without Kante and Pogba which mm. is uh, so crazy but I just think England have too much for them to be, com- yeah. to be completely honest you're going with England I'm going England to be honest I think um, I hate to say it because like, I don't want them to do well mm. but I, I I really think England's gonna gonna get to a World Cup final. Really? I do, yeah. Do you think they'll beat Portugal or yeah. I don't think it? I don't think they'd beat Portugal, but I think that I, I genuinely think if they got Argentina or Brazil, I think they'd beat but, them. Well they can't. No, they can't they have Portugal. Portugal. Oh sorry, oh sorry, they have to get Portugal. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um Or Morocco. Or Morocco. Or Morocco, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, like again, they're just one of those sides that, that even though like they play some of the worst football I've ever seen, they just somehow find a way to get the job done, mm-hmm. which is weird. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I think the one thing England have over France is I think their attack in depth is stronger than France's. I think France's first 11 is really, really strong, but I think take out their first 11, I, I don't think they have attackers on the bench that are going to come on and necessarily change the game. I feel England have that talent on the bench that can do that. Mm-hmm. I think if if the likes of um, Foden and Saka's not working, you always have Rashford and Grealish on the bench mm. and they can come on and completely change up the way England want to play. If you take Dembele or Mbappe or Giroud off for France, I don't think there's a lot on the bench that can then compensate because I don't think Turan's 
I, I don't really like that guy, Tyrone. I don't. Mm. I don't. They've missed the alley. He's a good player, but he hasn't played many minutes in this tournament. Mm. And they normally go to Kingsley Coleman. And I don't think Coleman's that good either, to be honest. I don't think he's as good as Grealish, Rashford, or or any of those attacking talent on the on the England bench, to be completely honest. Um, so I just think England have too much for them. The only thing that worries me about England is maybe you know we we've constantly said this lack of a world class centre half, and that would worry me. France are going to be very quick, obviously they're going to be quick in transition, so that's where the likes of Maguire might get killed a wee bit, but. I still think England have too much for them. Even in the midfield department, I think they've, they've, too, they've too much for, for France. Fair enough. Didn't expect that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen? Uh, I'm the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I give England no chance. <laughs> um, I also wouldn't mind the financial benefit of winning the sweepstakes, but I would much rather England not win the World Cup <laughs> than I get money. <laughs> um, look at Connor saying he believes England have a wee bit too much for France. <laughs> I nearly the other way about. I just thinking about the French squad, and I know you're talking about England's depth, which I do agree with you a wee bit there. That maybe their attacking talent to come off the bench is that wee bit better, mostly due to the injuries France have. Yeah. Like if France did have Benzema and Kunku oh, to come out of that squad, yeah. like, it'd be a different story. Look, if France were full strength, this is no competition. But I, just, but. I was just thinking for their squad, like even their goalkeeper, Pickford's great for England, Laurie's probably still a better goalkeeper. Yes, yes. Um, their defence, France's defence is so much better than England's in my opinion. Except maybe at right back where England have they just hit they just hit Regen on about 50 right backs <laughs> <laughs> about 20 years ago but for some reason but and their midfield, I think France's midfield is fantastic. Bynum's been great this for this tournament for England. Um, but they're still not 100% settled. I know Henderson scored against Senegal there, but they're kind of switching in and out a wee bit for yeah. like the whole tournament. France have that settled midfield mm-hmm. that have been dominating games. And I just think, I think Mbappe and Dembele will have a field day against England. Mm-hmm. I, I just find with France, though, uh, j- just... Again, there is a lot there I agree with you on, Owen. I think France over like as as a defensive unit are better than England, but I with England when you watch them, they have recognised patterns of play. I don't see the same thing with France. To me, what France have looked like doing this tournament and again jump in if if, if you think I'm wrong here, but I have just found France to be very one dimensional in the sense that it's just get the ball to Mbappe. I find France yeah. are. I see. I to me personally, I find France are holding out on the hope that individual brilliance will get carry them through games, as opposed to recognize patterns of football and play. See, I don't know if it's one dimensional with get the ball to Mbappe. I think it's worked with get the ball to Mbappe. Mm-hmm. So there's been no reason for them to try anything other than get the ball to Mbappe. They could be working on stuff behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but I just I feel and I don't mean Orn gush about him all the time, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think Giroud just gives that France a different dimension mm-hmm. to maybe somebody else up front. Like Giroud would get in there and I know Harry Maguire would love a battle with Giroud, yeah. but yeah. Giroud can distract Harry Maguire a wee bit from getting physical close up to Maguire and next thing Maguire looks over and goes, where the hell's Mbappe gone? Yeah. And Mbappe is yeah. way down the wing and they know they talk about oh, Kyle Walker and keep up with him. Mm-hmm. It's Mbappe. He's the fastest, he's the fastest player on the planet. Like, yeah. like, he just he doesn't need the ball to make a play fall over as he's done again in Denmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do personally think um, I could be wrong, and I could be about to get mugged off again, like <laughs> the Portuguese management yeah. mugged me off. <laughs> but I just I don't think England have any chance to be honest with you, Dorman. Yeah, I go for France as well. Same points as Owen's making. Their defense is has been very good as well. The four class centre backs, even Kunde, he's went into right back and he's played played well like against Poland. Um, Midfield is going to be key. Badinum, Chumani is going to be. 
the key battle. Yeah, it's a big if they can, if they can stop him or Bellingham, I don't see where. Well, obviously, if like Foden is more as creative as well, but Bellingham's the key. I think. I, d- I just think Mbappe is just going to be a nightmare, and they, they might even focus too much on him. Forget about Giroud and Dembele, mm-hmm. and Giroud. I think Giroud will give Maguire a bit of trouble because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's just his whole play, hold up play is just unbelievable. But I think England will actually go to five at the back, yeah. and they'll go defensive, and they'll be like, "We'll just hold on as long as possible. Hopefully, get a goal." I think that's the only way they can really win it. Yeah, and I think Southgate will go back to his old ways, and I think France will get an early goal and beat them two, three, one. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think France will beat England. Um, I think it'll be a tighter game than I'd say most people do think. Uh, I, I agree with you as well, Richie, that there's obviously a strength in that England squad. Um, but I think their main strength is Jude Bellingham, especially in this World Cup. And I think it'll be a test for him personally um, against France. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll show, can this kid really, really do it? Especially against Stuart Manny, who's playing on for both France and Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to agree with the one-dimensional part just because they're using both their wingers. Like I know everything seems to go through Mbappe, and it might just seem like that because he's getting all the goals. But Dembele has played really, really well at this World Cup, um, and I just think their attack and play. If they do, especially if they do go to the five at the back, Connor, I think yeah. France will tear them apart. I think Griezmann will be key as well. Yeah, yeah. Griezmann. Just pick the holes. His close control is yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I just I can't see England beating France just with their defence. Yeah. I always do think about England's defence mm-hmm. before thinking of anything else because I think Harry Kane's probably the best striker in the world or at least one of them. Um, so there's no there's no reason that England wouldn't score goals if have the most goals this tournament. I think they have. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, so maybe Portugal. Portugal. Oh, they might not anymore, but yeah. even so, they've scored they've scored goals. They've scored a lot of goals this tournament. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they've a problem in scoring goals. I think France's defense might cope better than the other defenses at the face so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in in terms of attack and play, England, I think there's no problem there. Midfield, no problem there. Defence is the only thing I worry about. Yeah. yeah. And I think that Mbappe, playing the way he is playing, Giroud, Dembele, Griezmann, I just think it might be a bit too much. See, I, I think if this was four years ago, I would definitely sit here and be like, this is a whitewash. Mm-hmm. But I feel like England now are just more fit to cope with the big boys. Like, But is that only after the other night's performance? No. I I've I've felt this way from but before the start of the tournament. I mm. feel like England, like I genuinely feel like this is one of the better England sides I've probably but, ever seen in my lifetime. Mm. I just think they're very well equipped to deal with the dangers that other nations have now. Like, don't get me wrong. I, like, I think Mbappe has had a nice run of it because he hasn't he hasn't come up against somebody yet that's capable of dealing with them. Look, I, I really, really rate Kyle Walker. And I think if, like, look, I've said it before, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I've seen Axel Twanzebe deal with Mbappe. That was witchcraft from But if he can deal with Mbappe, I see no reason why Kyle Walker can't. Mm. But all of an off game, though. The way he's playing at the minute, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he has. But look, I just, England, I, I just think, I just think England's but better. When's the last the time deal. England beat a big team like in a big tournament? Look, look, I, look I, I just if they do this, if they do this, then I'd be like, 
this team could win the World Cup Look, if they I, beat France. I, I think England's going to shock a lot of people come, come Saturday. It'll be a good game. I, re- I, I, I really, really do. No, I'm looking forward Hopefully Southgate doesn't go five at the back, though. If Hopefully he goes for it, because be, then it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good game anyway. They're both strong sides. Uh, it's, 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 we're at this stage of the World Cup where every game matters. Yeah, well, yeah. Not every game matters anyway, like, but these these are the... You can't have an off day anymore. You can't no. have an off day. No, well, you can't. It takes one player out of the 11 to have an off day oh, for okay. your whole team yeah. to, for lack of a better word, shut themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody can afford to do that at the moment. The quality now is unbelievable. Like at this yeah. stage, and like the one thing I'll always come back to, and look, I think it's it's unfair to other players who don't play in the Premier League, but major like all the England side play in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. it's the yeah. best league in the world. They're playing against the best players in the world week in week out. To me, I just I, I do just think England have solutions for all of France's wee problems. I think Walker can deal with Mbappe. I think Rice can pop up in those areas where Griezmann's probably going to want to operate in. I think Shaw can deal with Dembele, no problem. I think if Giroud wants to get physical, well, Maguire's one of the best physical defenders there is out there. That's what he's good at. When people play into his hands, and I think Giroud maybe plays into his hands a wee bit too much. The only thing that worries me is just um, if England got too overconfident and really started to try to dominate the ball or dominate the possession... I agree with Connor. I think their best avenue of this is to drop back, let France have the ball, play about with it, and hit them on the break. That's what they're going to do. Because I think that's where England will score their goals. Mm, I, I, but yeah. if they start dominating the possession, that's where I would worry, because I think France is a better counter-attacking side than England are. But I think it's, it's, it's intriguing. But I think if England win, people are going to really have to sit up and take notice. And they're going to have to go, right, you know what, they are legitimate. Yeah, contenders for this I feel if England start as sluggish as they did against Senegal yeah. France will be gone Yeah, England were for the first 40 minutes against Senegal were second best mm-hmm. yeah. they cannot afford to do that against a team like France no they can't at this stage of the tournament you, cannot, you can't take 40 minutes to wake up or you're gone mm-hmm. and I just and I just feel France are the better team mm-hmm. I think France match up better I know you're start talking about France have or England have ways to combat France's problems, but are they maybe think could there maybe be creeping in? Obviously, we're not in the camp; we don't know what's going on. But could there be a, maybe a wee bit too much of what are they going to do creeping into the back of the uh, lines? Possibly, quite possibly. Like you're looking at that France team, and Mbappe's jumping out at you. I feel the whole emphasis of this week is how do we stop killing Mbappe? How do we stop killing Mbappe? But if you focus too much on that, you're opening up Usman Dembele. Yeah, you're opening up Griezmann. Mm-hmm. You're opening yeah. up Giroud. So that's my fear of England, and I just, I just think France is a better team. Well, look, it's going to be a good game, no matter what, and um, we're looking forward to Saturday to watch it. Uh, before that, though, we've got Friday's games. Uh, first one being Croatia versus Brazil. For me, there's one winner, and that's Brazil. Brazil, yeah. And I would say you're all going to agree with me. Yep. Any shocks there? Croatia's just a weird side though aren't they they do have that ability to turn over a big opposition which is the only thing that would worry me about that game but Brazil have just been playing that well that it's hard to look past them really it's it's strange when you look at the South American sides because you have Brazil who have been so impressive you have Argentina who have been a bit lacklustre but these are those two sides were probably everybody's top picks to win the World Cup Mm -hmm. realistically Mm -hmm. um I, th- I just think Brazil have too much for them to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You know the weird, the funny thing about Brazil is they don't, they didn't really take a whole pile of defenders. They didn't really take a whole pile of like defensive-minded players, which says to me that Tite's ultimate um, 
game plan was just always to play football around the opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you get with Brazil. They're going to keep the ball on the deck, play that Samba style of football. They're a joy to watch. And unless you're right, unless you're right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like it, it doesn't seem to like no dancing, yeah. no dancing, no dancing, no dance, no please. Um, yeah, I think the fact that Neymar is back and scoring as well has really, really helped them too. So, and if their cheerleader Alex Telge <laughs> on the sidelines, it's a real shame for Telles because he was it playing is. well. Yeah, he, he was, well, he was playing really, really well. So, um, no, look at Brazil. I just think have have a wee bit too much for Croatia. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me if Croatia turned Brazil over because they have know. that shock. If it goes them. to penalties, Croatia will win it. Oh, I it think yes. always win on penalties, but I don't think it will go to penalties. Croatia do ha- just have this knack of grinding out. Like I, I'm protecting Brazil. I'm not that mad. Yeah. But yeah. I would. Would I be shocked? If like you would, I would be. You would, would be. be. I'd be surprised. You would be shocked. You'd be, be surprised. If, I'd be surprised the Croatia win, but history has told showed us the Croatia have this knack of just grinding out. Yeah, like they've seen it against Japan. There, Japan were probably the better team in that uh, last sixteen game, mm-hmm. but th- they fell behind. Croatia got their goal. They grinded the penalties yeah. and they won the shootout. It's a bridge too far for them, I think, to beat Brazil. But I'm not giving them no chance. Mm, I just I, I think they have no chance to be honest. Yeah. Even I watched them against Belgium. First half they played really well, but then they just re- resulted back to just being defensive and they got lucky. Like Kaku missed them chances, but Brazil have too much in that uh, forward line to or attacking uh, uh, players to to not finish those chances. I think yeah. I think Brazil will. No, two, I, three, I, I think they're too good. Yeah, I agree. I I can't see Croatia getting anything from the game at all. I thought against Japan they were awful, oh, they were awful. It was a horrible game of football, and the penalties were even worse. I don't know. I, Brazil. Well, I predicted Brazil to win it, like so. There's absolutely no chance I'm going to bet against them. Um, and I just think the team unity and all that Brazil has at the minute, and we can see that with their celebrations and stuff. Even mm-hmm. the manager getting yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, no, it would, it would be a huge surprise to me. They're if, really confident as well. Like, they're really confident as well. But one thing I do want to say. I think this will be, well, obviously because we all think Brazil is going to go through. That's probably going to be Luka Modric's, Luka Modric's last ever World Cup appearance. Yeah, that'd probably be his last ever international appearance. Yeah. Realistically, he took off <coughs> yesterday as well. He took off. He's just he did, yeah. And there was no real ovation for him, which no. was sad. He's top player, like, but fuck, he's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Final game, we've got, and probably in my opinion, the most exciting game: uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. Richie. Strange one, this. It's hard to call. Um, you know, before the tournament, I was very, very confident that Argentina were going to get the job done. They've been incredibly lackluster. Seem to rely again too heavily on Messi. And with the way that Louis van Gaal plays football, I think the Dutch could beat them. Um, obviously, for the fur ATL, everybody would like to see Messi win win the World Cup, but. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I really think that Argentina is going to play under the Dutch's hands, and I think the Dutch are going to beat them. Not that the Dutch are anything impressive either. I think it doesn't really matter who goes through in this game. They're going to get beat by Brazil in the next game anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it makes no difference anyway. But I think it'll be a, a decent game of football. Depends what way both sides come out. Like you know what you get by the Van Gaal side. They're going to pass the ball sideways and backwards, and they're going to try and get on the ball and. and keep possession of it and Argentina's going to try and hit the Dutch on the break 
I don't know. I know you were saying you think this is going to be the exciting game. I don't. I think it's going to be that one niller. Yeah, I reckon. I agree yeah. with that. I think what the, what Argent or what Holland will do is they'll just go going ahead Argentina. You take the ball, and you just try and play through us, and we're just going to counter you. And I think Argentina will fall for it. I think everybody wants that Argentina Brazil game. That will be like I think the game of the tournament. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. But I do think, and I obviously not a big fan of Louis van Gaal, but he does get results, and I think he's going to get a result here. I think they're going to beat them. So yeah, I think I think Netherlands have a real opportunity to get to the final. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll beat Brazil, but it, like you were saying about Croatia, it wouldn't shock you if they overturned Brazil. It really wouldn't shock me if the Netherlands potted up to Brazil and got a result against Brazil. Um, just because I know we've been talking about Van Hal, but he grinds out results yeah. and he does get results. And and like I watched that game against the USA, they turned them over. Yeah, they really did. Like the USA, they, don't get me wrong, they showed a few chances. They showed a, a bit of promise. Um, and we were talking about it there on the podcast that they didn't have anything really up front. Yeah. Um, but I think the Netherlands will be too strong for Argentina because I think this World Cup has kind of shown, as you've been saying, that they've relied too heavily on Messi. Mm-hmm. They've, I think Argentina, because of the expectation and all that they came in with, I think they've shown that they're a one-man team. Whereas I think even though the Netherlands aren't playing as well as we probably all expected them to, yeah. they're at least showing that they're a team. Yeah, they're a more complete team. Yeah. 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 Owen? Uh, or sorry, you Richard? Uh, sorry, Owen, before you, you jump in there, I just I, I want to say, you know, Argentina on paper have all this attack and talent, but do you see when you actually watch that attack and talent in the World Cup? I, I was really excited to get to see Latara Martinez. Because I've never seen him, and I hadn't yeah, seen him play yeah. football. He is brutal. He's so his oh is my brutal. god, he is terrible. Di Maria, every time Di Maria gets the ball, he runs into about three men. He's not he, obviously he's not the same player he was a few years ago, but like he's really, really disappointing. I, I've just found Argentina's attacking talent that was supposed to be so free flowing and great to watch and Sud American football. Have you never Alvarez have you always decent? not thought that though? Argentina have always had the best strikers in the world. Like they've had Messi, Aguero, Higuain. Di Maria, Higuain and all in the same team. Yeah. And they've never done anything. But in twenty fourteen at least they played expansive football. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to watch Argentina now and see some of the like I don't know, some of the players that play for them, you're just like why like why is Otamendi still playing for Argentina? Because <laughs> he understand. is up. <laughs> I, like, baller no, I wouldn't care Like no, I, I, I honestly wouldn't care if they had nothing else but I mean he's, he, like, he's, he's keeping Lissandro Martinez uh, and Christian Romero out of the team who are 10 times Martinez better than was him was unbelievable when he came on the other day that block I was, you know? don't understand it like the, some of the boys that are playing in midfield for them you're just like yeah they're midfields what their midfield's very weak I think See, as well yeah I think people got a wee bit caught up in the glitz and glamour of Messi's World Cup and Argentina, but if you actually look at the Argentinian team in paper, like we talked earlier on about Portugal and how they've really got really solid players in each facet of the game and the attack, midfield, and defence. Same with France, they're really solid in all these positions. Or Argentina? Like, not really. Their midfield, their midfields, their back line. Like, who's the right back? Uh, it's that fella, Montiel, Montiel from Sevilla. Like, you're fucking England. Choices on right back, like their left back's Acuna, uh, uh, Talos is injured, 
Their centre backs, like I know they started all the man, they didn't have Romero and Martinez. Tell us class for Argentina, so he is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 so he no, he was a baller for Argentina back in the day. <laughs> look at, look at, I said it. I, I said it. <laughs> you knew straight away. Too. I said it. I hope no one would notice it. <laughs> People noticed it. <laughs> but like they just aren't like concrete everywhere. No, they're There's not. no depth as well. Like, you know their best attacking player is probably well obviously from Messi is Alvarez at this World Cup he mm-hmm. has been very good Alvarez has been good but yeah. I just think the Dutch will just will tactically out, yeah. outscore awesome. them I think yeah. Sengal is a better manager yeah. and he'll tactically outplay them Yeah. so I think we're all going for I hope, Ar- I hope Argentina win though because that Argentina-Brazil game would be unbelievable I know but would it even I think it would because <laughs> it would just be all out attack be, I don't know I think, class. I think Brazil would just I think Brazil would beat them but I think it would be a good game the yeah. rivalry there, be unreal. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll Hopefully. see. Um, Look, the Dutch are always one of those tricky sides to yeah, beat. Anyway, really it doesn't really matter whether they're in the rebuild phase or not, or what yeah. talent they have on offer or don't. They're always difficult to beat because they are set up so defensively that it can be hard to to break those lines. But Van Hal will have a plan, and he'll have a plan to deal with Messi. Yeah. Look, nullify Messi, you beat Argentina. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Simple as, and, and, and I look to be honest, I would say the same thing about France. Nullify Mbappe, you beat France. I feel like Argentina are, are that same team. Nullify Messi, you're 100%, you'll win the game. See, people talk about the Dutch DNA and the ethos of great expansive football and Johan Cruyff, and all this, but yes, that was the style back in the day. But if you look at what the Netherlands have done successfully recently, like this is their first World Cup since 2010 or something. Yeah, um, look how they got to the final in 2010. Take the shit out of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> same, same in fourteen. They had that. They got to the semi final, beating penalties. Be, they were yeah. really hard to beat. Difficult. Like Van Hall. That probably is the DNA of the, yeah. this, the Dutch teams at the yeah. minute. Yeah, is you're not going to beat us. We're going to make yeah. sure you know you're in a game. We're going to be hard to beat. We're going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> we're going to let you have the ball. But if you come within thirty yards of our goal, if you want to get to twenty five yards, you'll get smashed. You get know what's going to be. It works. It's going to be a, every inch towards our goal is going to be a mammoth task yeah and that seems to be their thing going forward as well especially bringing back in Koeman we've been talking about him the last few weeks obviously he's fantastic defensively in all his teams not so great tactically going forward that's I, I said it last week like the Dutch are one of those sides I'd love to see just take the shackles off yeah. because the the wealth of attack and talent that they have that has actually been performing well at yeah. this World yeah. Cup it's not even as if they're just good on paper like yeah. they perform well and they always do when they put the international shirt yeah. on sometimes I wish they would just take the shackles off a wee bit express themselves. and express yourself Honestly, because yeah. they, they seem to attack the same way all the time they go to the byline cut the ball across the box and wait for someone to be standing there to finish yeah. it off I want to see Gakpo get involved give him the ball let him play with it a bit I, I want to see Depay start as well I think that'll be key to to the Dutch beating Argentina mm-hmm. because he's although he's not the most clinical of strikers he always seems to score for Holland mm-hmm. anyway um, so I want to see him get involved. I want to see them push, you know, push your fullbacks on. Get mm-hmm. your fullbacks forward. Let the, let them freeze. Just run up and down that line because that's what he's really, really good at. Yeah. And then you know you, ha- you have those midfielders in there that'll dominate that Argentinian midfield. Yeah. Like Frankie Dion yeah. could do it on his own anyway. Like yeah. so, just and they've good centre backs as well. Like mm-hmm. oh, I, yeah. that's why I don't understand why they play five at the back. It's just their managers and it's stuff. Just their manager, like yeah. it's they have the they could just easily play four, as you say, play the two, the fullbacks, play them up the pitch. I just don't understand that. But, yeah. but it's their system. It works, so yeah, I can argue. I think I can understand why they play that five at the back to get Van Dijk, 
blend and elect them at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's to get their fullbacks, like we were talking yeah, about, further up, to get them yeah. further up. Because when they're on the ball, they kind of go uh, and like the back two where the elect and Van Dyke will stay back, but Blind will push up uh, a wee bit more into the, on, in the yeah. midfield a wee bit. So he's, 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 uh, scored he scored there again yeah. in the last round. Um, mm. The Dutch didn't have a lot of fanfare coming into this tournament. No, there wasn't a lot of talk about them. It's they've been disappointing in the last couple of years. They didn't make it to twenty eighteen. Yeah. They didn't make the Euros. So maybe that that wee bit flying under the radar has suited them a wee bit. And only now are people starting to kind of notice. Go, that's Netherlands teams in the World Cup quarter final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if they are to go and beat Argentina, which I think they will do. Mm-hmm. People are going to have to start really taking this team serious. Of course. Yeah, they're going to be in a World Cup semi-final against a Brazil team that nobody's going to give them a chance against. But nobody really gave them much of a chance anyway. Yeah. 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 So they've nothing to lose. Brazil and Holland's also one of those like classic World it's Cup finals. It's historical yeah. World Cup games. It is like, yeah. you know. Like, no team's lost as many World Cup finals as the Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they've always been the bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. Could this be the one time that where'd that come from? Love that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was like, I like that. Could the one time they're not expected to do anything be the time they actually do it? Yeah, yeah. Like, it remains to be seen. They could get beat at the, week, at the weekend six 0 and we all look like idiots. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I had them as my dark horses for the tournament. And yeah, I think they could be there and there's bouts. Yeah. So our general consensus: Netherlands are going to beat Argentina, get into the World Cup semi final. Yeah. Yeah. So Richie, if you want to finish us off. Yeah, well, look, once again, just a, a massive thank you for all the support that we're receiving. Like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, it, it's crazy how quickly things have sort of moved yeah. and, and progressed for us. Um, we have some very exciting news. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of, a lot more content with with some of the bigger Manchester United creators on the on the Parlay Sports app. Um, currently, we're going to be working with um, Isaac from the United Cloud, which is one of the biggest um, Manchester United social media um, outlets on both Twitter and, on and on Instagram. Yeah. Um, he puts out some fantastic content at united.cloud, so go and give him a follow. And come on to Parlay and join in with us in the conversation. Yeah. We would welcome anybody and everybody, especially our fans, our, our, our supporters that, that we've managed to build up here over the past couple of weeks to come on and, yeah. and have a conversation with us. Look, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, when this airs on Friday, the World Cup quarterfinals will have just started. So, do you know what, boys? I, I'm really starting to get this yeah. World Cup feeling yeah. now. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Now. Yeah, you know, we're getting to the business end of the competition here. And it's mad to think next week, like the finals next week. Yeah, next yeah. Sunday. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, every team crazy. in this tournament now thinks they can win the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. That's the simple truth of it. Every team's looking at we're two games away from a final. Yeah. We get to a final. Anything can happen. If you're not thinking that, you shouldn't be there. Exactly. Well, if you're not thinking that, you're not going to be there come, yeah. the come Sunday. Evening. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, for for being a World Cup that has been shrouded in controversy, it is starting to it's starting to pick up now. Yeah, definitely. There's mm-hmm. we've had some like this has to be the World Cup of of shocks. Yeah, more yeah. than anything, I would say, with some of the teams that have gone out, some of the results, it's been fucking manic at times. Like so, um, look, we're we're excited, and we've got plenty of of good content coming. I would say we'll probably have what maybe two more World Cup episodes yeah. somewhere yeah, in yeah. around that region. We'll probably have a uh, an analysis of the quarterfinals and yeah. a preview of the semifinals. Then we'll have semifinal. We'll run through them, um, and we might do a preview to the final and then a, a quick react to the final. 
itself yeah. after the game. I would say so say maybe three at the most. Uh, yeah. um, then back to Premier League. Then back to the Premier League. League. So look, keep on the lookout. Um, we're we're really excited to get back and cover the Premier League. That's yeah. yes. that's our bread and butter really, yeah. and that's what we love doing. So we're we're excited to get back to that and. Look, we just hope you've been enjoying the football as much as we have, and we hope that you've been enjoying the content, and keep with the bottom bins. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you very much.